to Teaching Channel Talks. My name is Wendy Amato. I'm your host, and as often as I can, I share conversations with experts about topics that make a difference in education. Today's episode focuses on wellness. Chris Geesking is a fitness professional and educator. He helps build resiliency and consistency using fundamental best practices. We can all learn from him. Chris, welcome. Hey, how we doing? I'm glad you're here. I, there's a lot of information that people need to, to learn from. I am too. I'm, I'm ready to help people. In an early conversation with you, you taught me about the compass. Can we start by having you share about that? Yes. This health compass idea is really taking just a compass that everybody knows of north, south, east, west. Well, I want to make this easy for you to understand the four pillars of health. So north is nutrition, east is exercise, west is wellness, and south is sleep. And that is my own little method that I've trademarked. And I've made it this little easy way for my students and my clients to really just go, okay, what do I, what are the four most important things that I need to focus on when getting my body healthy? And I just say, hey, trust your compass. You know the four. Now let's let's focus on the one thing of those. And that becomes kind of like our step one in the journey towards really taking control and empowering yourself to um, be your own advocate towards health. I love the compass. It's straightforward. It's clear. And everybody appreciates a concept that's well-organized. Mm-hmm. How do yeah. people get started with you? How do you explore the compass with a with a, someone who wants to improve their wellness? Yeah, so I was I've been a personal trainer for the last almost 20 years. It's scary to say that, but I was in the military for um let's see 11 years. Went to Iraq, uh was an army ranger, so you can kind of see my love for the navigation and the compass thing, but uh, you know, a couple different ways. Like I'm a professor right now at St. Paul College in Minnesota, uh, the Twin Cities area, and I work with that level. But then my clients, I've really niched to this, I call them the aging athlete. <laughs> yeah. You know, still holding on to that fitness, want to like, okay, I'm not playing sports anymore. I'm not in college but I'm that weekend warrior and still want to be lively and fit and do hobbies and play with my kids and, and be all that. Well, my client nowadays is really the aging athlete. And this is just anyone can get a hold of me through, you know, just a direct message or visit the Health Compass Academy where I've kind of came up with this course. And it's a direct kind of best practices program um, to learn the compass. And that's kind of like my prerequisite. Um, to get going. Um, and I can guide you along the way. But that's basically how you would start with me is like, you're going to learn the compass at some point. Do you feel like there's a, a more essential part of the north, south, east, west? Well, this is where I love the individual approach that this is, is because look, if if I'm talking direct to the listener right now, and I, and I listen, this is our first session with you. And I, I'm going to ask you, like, what is the one thing that you could improve with your nutrition, exercise, wellness, and sleep? Mm -hmm. And before we do that, 
let's actually take an assessment, just a quick little assessment of where you're at right now. So I always like to meet people where you're at. You know, that's a classic line in the industry is meet them where they're at. But that's so true that you have to really get an eyeball or an assessment, an evaluation of like, okay, what are we dealing with? If you know a lot about nutrition and you got that pretty much locked, okay, what's your lowest score out of those four? And oftentimes it ends up being sleep. <laughs> or maybe they don't know exactly what wellness is. And I say, that's your mindset. That's your attitude. That's your, that's your kind of your relationship with yourself, your self-confidence, your resilience, your mental toughness, if you will. And then some, some, you know, I just say, Hey, what do you like better? Do you like A, B, C, D, or F one, two, three, four, or five? So on a scale of one to five, what is your nutrition, your exercise, your wellness, and your sleep? And then we just focus on the lowest score. And then that becomes kind of like that first step. Let's get that up to, you know, like a, a C or a B or an A before we, you know, too much too soon can be a problem is what I'm trying to say. I hear your educator instincts in the way you're describing this diagnostic step. Mm -hmm. I love the care that you're you're putting into helping people to be self-aware. There's a diagnostic, but also looking at the results in a broader context. Fitness is a good one to talk about that kind of aspect is, look, it's, it's the eye of the beholder, so to speak. Like fitness is, is what you think it is. Like fitness to grandma is way different than little Johnny that's 16 years old trying out for soccer or hockey or rugby or whatever. You know, these are two different completely metrics. So I, I like to keep it to, if I'm helping somebody, I want to know what they think their best potential is. And then you'll see over time, if I get to work with people for a while, that that automatically, the bar is always raised. And it's not always about going higher and higher and higher, but I just want your best potential. Like the, this whole program, I call it the win the day. And if you can win the day, you can win tomorrow. Well, if you can win tomorrow, you can win the week. All right, you won the week. Well, if you can win the week, you can win the month. If you're winning the month, you're winning your life. And I, I people need to see that they are winning or call it whatever you want, but to that tone, they're winning in life. They're actually doing a lot of great things. Let's expand on that and go after your potential. So this is a very kind of the best answer. Sometimes it depends. <laughs> it depends. It just is. It's going to depend on the person. Win the day or WTD, WTD. Is on your materials. What does that mean to you? Can you give me some specific examples? Uh, the win the day concept was the first time I heard about it, it was actually, I think it's the slogan of the University of Oregon. I think that's their slogan, win the day. And then I've heard so many different podcasters and authors talk about this concept of just being present and winning right now. What, what would be the best you can do in this moment? Don't think about yesterday because yesterday's over. And I actually use this WTD idea, um, helping myself um, get out of, well, the, the, the VA called it PTSD. 
Mm-hmm. I never wanted to identify as someone that had PTSD because I had such great family, such great friends, but I was struggling a little bit after my time in Iraq. And one of the strategies that I used to basically heal my own mind, um, I was already working out. I already knew about you know nutrition. I was you know doing the sleep thing, but the mindset is where I needed the most work. And that's what I focused on. I said, okay, what do you need to get done today that you at the end of the day would consider today a win? And I would write that one thing down and I would do that. And sometimes it happened at 10 o'clock in the morning. And sometimes I would be doing things until 10 o'clock at night. And then I got my win. But if I just did that on a day-to-day basis and I let enough time go by, boom, I was just like, Chris, you're, you're doing it. You're, you're, and that gave me confidence. And that confidence finally kind of was like the positivity that I needed into my life. How has your experience as an army ranger played into the evolution of your mindset? Huge. Ever since I was a little kid, I wanted to be a soldier. And as I started learning more and more about the army, um, I came across that you either wanted to be an army ranger or you wanted to be in the special forces. And I just put it in my mind um, that I was going to be a ranger. And the number one thing that you can count on when you go after trying to be an army ranger. Now there's two army rangers. There's rangers that go to the school and there are tabbed rangers. That means they went through the course. They went through army ranger school and got the tab. And then there's people that go on to the regiment. I'm, I just went to the school and got the army ranger tab. So I'm an army ranger, but I never was in the battalion. But to answer your question is that's how they thought never quit. That was the whole purpose behind that course and the ranger mindset is no matter what, you don't quit. If you say you're going to do something, you do it. And now I just took kind of that mindset to the civilian world and it's like, hey, look, you put your mind to it. You say you're going to do something, then you do it. And it's that win the day attitude that's going to eventually prevail. Because look, let's face it, everyone's going to lose. Everyone's and I call it like a learning opportunity or look at what you can learn from this. You know, so it doesn't have to be an L. It can just be, look, where'd you go wrong? But L can be for learning instead of losing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So if you want to write an L, it's like, hey, what'd you learn today? How can you get better tomorrow? Get the W tomorrow, you know? But the Ranger thing is like, look, you're never going to meet a Ranger that is like, never quit. That's the whole thing. Never quit. You've conducted way over 10,000 sessions. What are some of the misconceptions that you've seen? I mean, you have a lot of data points. That you have to work out um, to lose weight. That you have to work out like a CrossFit athlete to have the body you want. That's a big misconception. You can do this. I mean, if you look around 10,000 years ago, there were hardly anybody overweight or even go back 50 years ago anybody's really overweight and all of these things so we we see that we have we've been sold the idea that we have to work out like this beast in a gym or be a gym rat as i say and that's just not the case like watch what you eat move every day you know stand instead of getting so much sitting time 
I think we're just not moving enough um, and we're eating a lot of the wrong foods. And a lot of times those foods aren't as nutritious as they could be. We're not being nourished. I think we're settling for some faker foods, some processed foods. And, they, and these are, the industry wants to tell you that it's just all about your macros and you just got to count your macros and gun, but we're not computers. And no one's going to restaurants and going, oh, let me just figure out my protein here. Let me just figure, like no one ever does that. <laughs> so I teach more of an estimation. I use the hand method. So your palm of your hand should be the size of your protein portion. So one of your palms custom to you would be one serving size. Men typically need two palms at a, at a meal. Women need one. Going on to carbohydrates, you want a cupped handful. And depending on your size, you might want one or two cupped handfuls of carbohydrates. Now, when I say carbohydrates, I'm not talking processed carbohydrates. I'm talking real food carbohydrates, fruits and vegetables, basically. Okay. And then a fist size for vegetables. That way you get your greens. I always say eat the rainbow. And then a thumb is the size of your fats that you should have. And whether you, you know, like the ketogenic diet or a low carb diet, it doesn't really matter how you want to do it. You just kind of have to have an eyeball of, of that. So when you look down at your plate, it really shouldn't be bigger than one or two hands. And it should be kind of stacked in a way where it's like, okay, I got my protein, I got my carbs, I got my fats, and I got a vegetable in there. You emphasize consistency. Knowing that you bring decades of experience to your work, have you seen changes over the years? Are there trends that come and go? What have you noticed? What have I noticed? It's basically nutrition is always going to be about marketing. But I think if you have those core fundamentals of best practices and eating real food and focusing on a clean whole food diet, you're not going to go wrong. Okay. That's, that's, that's key. So never stray away from those key fundamentals. Nature doesn't lie. All right. You are what you eat and there is no one diet that fits all. If you just keep repeating that and saying that to yourself and always looking for the rainbow to eat real unprocessed, untoxin food, then it doesn't matter what the market or the trends are because you're bulletproof in your principles around nutrition. Now, exercise, this is a science. Honestly, if we were really to go back and study exercise science, it's a fairly new uh, topic. It's not that old that we've been studying how the body best works. But if we look at history, we just got to like, we are meant to move. We are built to move. Um, every culture, every race, every this doesn't matter. Existence of time, we, we were built to move. Now there's hunters, there's gatherers. And, you know, that type of thing. But we got to look at what works best for you. Go with where movement speaks to you. And I, I truly believe that. It's like, we got to make exercise fun for people. And if you do that, you'll always have a reason to want to go move rather than, oh, got to go to the gym. And then the, the, the caveat to that is somebody would argue, they would go, well, it's about discipline. It's about this. It's about that. Yes, yes, yeah, I, I completely agree with you. However, there has to be that motivation of I want to do this or I get to do this 
versus I have to do this. I love that line. Look, you're going to have to push when you don't want to push. You're going to have to get uncomfortable. And I think training uncomfortableness is just as much of a physical thing as it is a mental thing. We take things to absolutely extremes. I mean, for instance, uh, you say you're going to go on a diet. We just don't go on a diet. We cut out sugar. We cut out this. We cut out that. And what ends up happening? The body just goes, ah, enough. And then they binge back. And I think if we took a little bit more sensible approach and a little more tippy toe approach with some accountability to not go back to where your comfort, push yourself into the comfort zone, but then be responsible enough to say, okay, I need to be here long enough. So this is easy for me. And now I'm ready to go to the next step instead of just going all in and, and doing a little bit too much. We may be able to protect ourselves from doing too much in one area if we can pay attention to the recommendations you make for the four areas of the compass. Oh, yeah, great point. And that's why I'm always an advocate for hire a coach, get a coach so they can at least um, guide you on the side rails. We all need you in our corner. You've got the education background and the experience yeah. to keep, keep the guardrails up for us. That's right. Chris, do you have a personal mission statement? I came up with this way of having everybody design their own mission statement. Here's how I do it. I use your name. Now think of my name, C-H-R-I-S, Chris. So I think of five words to match. So C is contribution. H is honor. R is readiness, I is integrity, and S, I always go back and forth and I switch it around, but strength. So that's basically, if I, now it's a core value mission statement to me. These are, it's just an easy way for anyone to kind of write their own mission statement. So I can make a nice little pretty little sentence on that, but I just want to gracefully age um, and contribute as much as I can and just honor the things I should with integrity and be ready and strong. You know what I mean? You know, if you could, if I can do that, that's my mission statement. What I hear is that by having that kind of focus, your priorities are straight. And that means that decisions can make themselves. You, you, yeah, it's going to change. Have to, you don't have to figure yourself out every day. You're clear about who you are and what's yeah. important to you. I think that's, yeah, exactly. And that's a great point is like, People, if they can just see it and identify it, then they can they can get behind themselves a little bit more and be like, this is what I stand for. This is what I believe in. And let's go live my life with passion. I feel like part of what you do is to improve the quality of life of others. And that's something that you and I talked about is, is one of your mm -hmm. outcomes. You help others to improve the quality of their lives and that's a that's a selfless gift it, it brings me joy it resonates with educators that's for sure i well i think teachers are special people you know they have a calling you know you know if you really want to invest your time because let's face it a lot of teachers put a lot of effort into their their calling their their profession and they don't necessarily always get paid for it and it's got to be a special person that wants to do that a lot of times. And I just hats off to the teachers and the instructors and people that are service like that. So 
I've, I've been given so much by others and other great teachers and mentors that I'm like, I want to be like you. I want to teach. I, you know, but. And you are doing that in, in your area of expertise. I'm definitely trying. What a gift. Your understanding of educators and your appreciation of educators makes me especially appreciative of having time with you today, Chris. Thank you for being my thank guest. Thank you so much for having me on. You've been great. For educators everywhere, thank you for taking time here to focus on wellness with us and to learn from Chris Geesking. You can find resources and materials that Chris and I discussed by visiting teachingchannel.com slash podcast. Check out our show notes and downloadables. Please be sure to like and follow this podcast on whatever listening app you use. It will help others to find Chris and I'll sure appreciate it. Thanks for listening.